You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Should I say this time? Hey, yo, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us. It's Monday night. That means we're talking Monday Night Raw. I am Jack Farmer, joined by Raj Geary and Justin Labar. Guys, it was a... Um, uh, sorry, I had I have two screens open here. Technical, technical difficulties. I was... <laughs> I had myself open on another screen. So, guys, it's a uh, it's it's Monday night. It's a a somber Monday night though because uh, obviously, uh, let's just talk about it. Biggest news of the day, obviously, is uh, Scott Hall passed away. Uh, Razor Ramon passed away. Uh, very sad news. Someone who I think changed the wrestling game. I think we'd all agree. But um, I guess we'll just go around the horn. And Raj, I want to want to start with you, uh, Scott Hall. What did he mean to you in pro wrestling? Oh my gosh, well, you know. Um... I, I had sent out a tweet earlier today when I said, um, Hogan, Andre the Giant, Macho Man, they got me into wrestling. Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, uh, Steve Austin got me back into wrestling. You know, like it mm -hmm. was dying quick for me before uh, before them. Um, and I, I, I just feel like sometimes people forget how big an influence Hall and Nash had. And uh, I did this sliding doors thing where what if Nash and Hall stayed with WWF in 1996? How different would, would wrestling be? And it would just be completely different. Austin 316, mm -hmm. that promo would never happen because that year, uh, Triple H was supposed to win, win King of the Ring. And mm -hmm. uh, it got changed because they were punishing Triple H and it got changed to Austin and Austin beats Jake Roberts, who was doing a religious gimmick. And that's where Austin 316 was born. I mean, it was just, it's just so many things that changed because Hall and Nash signed with WCW and uh, wrestling changed forever. And he's one of the main reasons. And, and, and not just that, you know, I, uh, I, when I first interviewed him, I, I knew he hated wrestling media people. He hates wrestling media. And uh, I was just like, gosh, this is going to, this is going to suck. But <laughs> you know, uh, uh, yeah, he's, so influential and uh once we started talking we went way long he was so cool such a nice guy we've done interviews uh, a couple times after that and uh yeah it's just so so sad yeah i mean the guy is one of the greatest he's the epitome of cool i mean the things that he got over you know the sideways surfer walk just the way that he'd move his hair back he got it he got a toothpick <laughs> You got a toothpick mm -hmm. over, which for those of you on the audio version, I'm, I'm donning a toothpick in, in respect to Scott Hall. 
yeah, I mean, you know, everything Ross said, uh, you know, don't you know how important he was to the business, but I mean, you just look at, you just look at the career and the life. I mean, it's you know, he, he sixty three, which obviously is is young. It's still you know, it's still tragic that the world's lost him. But in the same context, you know, if you ask any of us fifteen years ago, is Scott Hall going to live to two thousand twenty two? Based upon what you know, the, the the challenges that Scott was going through in life. I mean, the fact that he's had the the the, the comeback story he did, uh, it's just, it's it's wild to put in context. And, and and the personal touch to me is Scott Hall's always been one of those wrestlers. You know, I was born in '87. You know, he made you know I became aware of him obviously in '92 when he got the WWF. Didn't know about his you know territory days until later. Um, he when I was growing, I was in, when I was in elementary school, I would have this kid. I can't remember his name. Unfortunately, there was this kid that, uh, one of the other kids I knew that liked wrestling at the time. And at the time it wasn't cool to like wrestling, but there's one of the kids saying, Oh yeah, I've seen Razor Ramon. He's, he's down at, and they named like this place like down the street. And I'm like, well, this kid's lying. Like, what is he talking about? Well, come to find out Scott Hall was born one County over. And this County was less than 10 minutes from where I grew up. He was born one County over and his, brother still i believe is there he saw his family and so sure enough as i've come to find out that scott hall did come and hang around in our part of the world every now and again and then you know my first pay-per-view was uh, survivor series 95 scott hall's there you know you know big moment and then seeing it through the nwo uh was was backstage at a juggalo sh- show um in 2011 when espn is following him and his son cody around and they're filming for the famous espn documentary and so i'm seeing this side of things and part of life and then good stuff happens i end up doing different shows that he's at and, and he gave me you know just great advice but that's the other thing all these all these indie guys all, all the kinds of wrestlers indie or, or established they're all sharing stories the stories are tremendous common themes scott hall very much always willing to talk and give advice and not talk down he always treat everybody felt equal nobody felt like ashamed to be in the room or, or not good enough and a lot of wrestlers telling great stories of scott taking them out for a really nice dinner and and you know paying the bill and whatever and, he, and and him saying to all of them, just do this for the younger wrestlers once you make it and you have a little bit of money in your pocket. It just, I feel like I got to see Scott all through his career uh, in some way or another personally, which is awesome. And kind of to that point, the, the first time I interviewed him, uh, I, I had spoken to him a couple times before that, but the first time I interviewed him um, on site, it's still up on the site. And I remember asking him, about how different wrestling would be today if him and Nash didn't go to WCW. And his reply was just about how much they changed pay for wrestlers. And that was what he was most proud of, that he got other wrestlers to get paid better. And it wasn't like an ego thing that, um, you know, the, the NWO is iconic because of him or, you know, he changed wrestling. It was that he helped other people out. And, Man, it just blew me away. I, I just, um, it's, 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 you know, uh, to your point, Justin, I, I think we all had worries um, in the past with, you know, uh, but he always at times would seem to get it together. And uh, I don't know. It's, 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 this is a tough one, man. It's, it's yeah, a tough it- one. Yeah, uh, Leonosa Duncan in the chat says, how appropriate Hall died on a Monday night, rest in peace. Uh, you know, you talk about uh, getting you back into wrestling. Um, the uh, And of course, Chris uh, 
I always get, struggle with your last name, Chris. Pantaleo. Pantaleo. Uh, Hall was the rock before rock was rock in WWF. All these contracts today are due to Hall and Nash and Jack's uh, in the chat. And there were, there were guaranteed contracts before Hall and Nash, but not for mid carters or uh, lower level guys. So he, he's absolutely right. Like Hall and Nash kind of started guaranteed contracts becoming uh, available for everyone as opposed to just the top, top guys. And, and Jack's in the chat uh, says his debut vignette is one of the few I can remember. Um, <laughs> great stuff. But uh, I want to, I want to, I want to, like, you want, you want me to wash your dishes too? You, I mean, <laughs> he was such a dick. He was so good. Those vignettes were, I mean, they don't, they don't do those anymore where they're introducing a wrestler with these vignettes and you know, their character right weeks ahead before you ever see them on tv right and now it's more like veer where he's just kind of there and then he's coming or it's it's like uh um even live morgan for a while where it's just like hey i'm coming and you're just like okay i don't know who you are but okay right yeah um, you're not introduced to the character like you were back right. then and razor Ramon was one of the best uh vignettes uh for for a wrestler i think i've ever seen Razor Ramon, or I should say Scott Hall, uh, I was a big fan of wrestling uh, most of my life, but it was actually when he came to Nitro that like I got sucked into wrestling. Like That's where I became like going from a fan to being like, oh, I am all in on the pro wrestling thing. I, I just, I was so, I thought that the whole thing was so interesting and so cool. And even, of course, the NWO, I, thinking about it today i didn't realize how, just how often i copied his mannerisms and we always talk about like the suck it and all this other stuff that we used to do as, as kids and things but like the too sweet like i've done my whole life uh the the hair thing as you mentioned i'd always make fun of in the surfer walk by the way me and my buddies used to always do the surfer walk uh places and just how, how we talk you know the, the word cool has been thrown around so often and i think nwo was cool but if you take scott hall out of it i don't know how cool that group seems like like no disrespect to anyone else but hulk hogan a legend not necessarily a cool person though <laughs> you know uh even kevin nash he's he's kind of he's pretty cool but i don't know if he's cool nash enough cool. to support the whole group <laughs> where, yeah. where i remember like when the wolf pack broke up and it looked like he was gonna be part of the wolf pack i was always an nwo black and white guy so i was like <laughs> man but he's so cool and then when he came back to that i i, I rejoiced when he came back then i was like yeah we're, that's still the cool side because i picked the black and the white because it's for life you see i didn't have a choice i was a part of that and group. they created the point the you know yeah. the this the, thing yeah like there's Which, so much stuff look okay. i mean you look at the young bucks and all these guys that replicate it they're not coming up with their own stuff they're copying <laughs> the nwo because the, you can't you can't improve on that no, and and I said it on Twitter, and I'll, I'll say it here because it's so true. Literally every toothpick I've ever had, I I've <laughs> I've flicked it like the way he does it. Like yeah, yeah, it's every time to this day, I I will never. <laughs> if I say Chico, what's everyone going to think of? You know, like they it's it's Scott Hall. I mean, he has just uh, he has made all these things his own that he created, and. Uh, and we, we we follow and we forget that that's where it came from, you know. Mm -hmm. And he just made everything so cool. He was uh, cooler than the other side of the pillow. He was yeah. just the man. And uh... Jack, you make a good point about Hogan, though. Is that you're right? Because like, you know, once Hogan left WWE, you know, WWE's um, in their own way running their campaigns of the new generation, and then of course the geriatrics. I mean, they're they're running down, and Hogan's perception by a lot is he's 
he's the old guy that's you know he, he you know he's he's the guy from the 80s you know it, it, but you're right if if hogan's not paired with hall and nash who both are cool in their own ways but it's specifically hall that did kind of like all of a sudden i think change perception whether we whether, whether we all knew it then when we were watching live and we were 25 years younger but <laughs> when we were watching i think it, we all did start to say okay now we don't look at hogan anymore as the old guy you know, now he now he does look a little more. He does he does come off. He's not grandpa. He does come off hipper, and you know, and he got you know, the beard and everything. But he, he he didn't look ridiculous doing the things they were doing because it's like, well, if if you're gonna if you're gonna follow if you're gonna sit at any cool kids table, it's you're gonna sit at Scott Hall's table. Not just that, right. man. I mean, yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Imagine if Hogan turned heel and joined uh, the Dungeon of Doom, right? <laughs> <laughs> Russell would be very different. Right. Um, <laughs> it was that right personality of Hall and Nash. If he if he did it, if his heel turn was with anyone else, it just would not have been the same. And yeah. uh, Hall and Nash and Hogan, they had that amazing chemistry once in a lifetime. It was lightning in a bottle. They got it. And Hall was every bit as important as Hogan and Nash. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. he gets overlooked a little bit. Um, he wasn't the world champion ever, but he easily could have been. Uh, he mm-hmm. he fit that mold, and uh, he was he he influenced wrestling today in so many ways that is underappreciated. Oh, the other one I used to do is the the finger. Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so good, so many, so many like little things like that. Once you do that, I'm like, oh, that's Razor. He yeah. was he was gif worthy before a gif was ever a thing. <laughs> oh man, if if he was in his prime right now, he would be just a treasure trove of gifts. Uh <laughs> Tina Miller in the chat says, Scott was so nice to me every time I saw him at DDP's gym. He joked with me about my height, always called me short stack. I'm gonna miss him. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's so great. And then Stellar Justin Lopez in the chat says, I can always say as a nine-year-old kid, I was there live to see Razor Ramon HBK in the ladder match for the IC title at WrestleMania 10. Hashtag rest in peace, Scott Hall. Uh, yeah, that the surfer walk underneath the ladder is just the co- one of the coolest things. You know, <laughs> bad luck, forget it. I'm just going to coolly walk <laughs> through there. How great was that? Just awesome. Iconic theme song. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say I, I will say this. I thought uh, Scott Hall was a way bigger star than Razor Ramon. I thought mm-hmm. Razor Ramon. It was kind of a limiting gimmick in the sense that it was cool as hell, but it it didn't make you world champion. If if that makes sense. Whereas Scott Hall, he could have easily been world champion in WCW. Just you know the 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 uh, the lines never aligned. But he was uh, man. He was something and. Uh, yeah 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 just uh very sad uh obviously thoughts to the family uh jacks in the chat asks uh watched raw or nitro live i taped raw vhs uh you know what i'm one of the few people i was wcw till the bitter end so i uh <laughs> i watched wcw what well, even when take abbott was <laughs> I, I did i was at that point i had like drawn a line in the sand and i was just being stubborn but i was like, wait you were buying pay-per-views like greed <laughs> well I watched pay per views like Black <laughs> <laughs> Fox happened to capture. Greed. <laughs> I, I I don't know. If I'd say I bought greed, but I it's watched. okay, Jack. The stat the statue of limitations is up. Not, you can't get in trouble for this. Speaking of greed, I did not. Pay, <laughs> I did not pay for greed. 
Jody Shauna Jenkins says, uh, I've been watching wrestling for almost 40 years. I'm 46. First, he was freaking huge. Second, I can never take a toothpick out without flicking it. 100%. (laughs) Uh, You got to. It's like Mr. Perfect with gum. Like you spit it out and you 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 swipe it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mr. Perfect, by the way, I don't think he's ever missed the gum. That's just incredible. But uh, there was one time. there was one time he missed. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I remember it. Because he, he kind of looked around and was kind of making sure no one caught it, but he missed. <laughs> Chris Panaleo says, uh, no one also uh, no one also never worked the hard cam like Razor, the facial expression. Best to use that camera. Uh, you know what? It's funny you say that because I was actually just thinking about that today. I was watching that uh, the Hall of Fame, you know, the famous line that's been shared a lot and how he would he was like looking all over the whole th- time. But then he says, bad guys do he looks right down the barrel at the camera and it really just delivered that line to to his point his he he uh, he just got it like he got what it meant to be a star like he Mm -hmm. knew uh presentation you know i started watching wrestling he was gator scott hall Mm -hmm. and that gimmick sucked and how did that not take off (laughs) (laughs) but i remember seeing it i'm like man this guy's huge dude he's you know he's doing the magnum pi thing which is a little outdated (laughs) but uh if he can put it together as a kid i'm thinking this like this guy is a star and then once he put it together once he became diamond stud that's when it's like holy shit this guy he's it he he's a star and and he figured it out and was a star the rest of his career Mm mm-hmm Alejandro in the chat says he made the Intercontinental Championship mean something back in the 90s alongside the rest of the wrestlers during this era. Oh, yeah. Um, and Terry Allen Jr. says, I, I, you know what? I'd, I'd argue. I, I agree w- with him. I, I, I do think it was after Hall lost that Intercontinental Championship that it became a fluttering thing. Like no longer were up until Razor Ramon, I could name every Intercontinental Champion and then. Once he lost, it was just like Rick Martel and, you know, it was just kind of all over the place. It was never the same kind of prestige. Don't uh, don't besmirch Rick Martel. Rick Martel was awesome. I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Terry Allen Jr. in the chat says, was Scott a hero character when he was a lo- when he was lone wolf? When he was lone uh, wolf. Was that? I'm not getting that. I, no, I don't remember that either. I'm wondering if that's a reference to when he wasn't in the wolf pack or the NWO or something. Oh, Oh yeah. There was a time there where he was kind of kicked out and Nash power bombed him a bunch of times. And yeah. And he was doing kind of a drinking thing during that time. Um, I don't know what I'd call him at that point. That was kind of a weird, that was that late period WCW where me and four other people watched, but (laughs) (laughs) that's when it it was raw alive for me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, loved the razor and doink feud, uh, Matt slash Matt Bourne, uh, by Mike, Mike D in the chat. Says, <laughs> doink was when I started being like, okay, this is stupid. I, I get why my friends are making fun of me for watching wrestling. <laughs> Isn't that the worst when someone makes fun of you for watching wrestling and they make a really good point? You're like, oh, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of stupid, <laughs> right? Yeah, oh, there's a plumber. Uh, there's yeah. a dentist in the main event of SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Brian Barry in the chat says, it feels like they're doing the whole Taker and Cena mania storyline with Seth. 
like like he wants the match but he doesn't uh, i would i see that more with the ko austin that's yeah i agree yeah i think like, austin's clearly doing uh the closest thing he's come to a match since he retired it's not going to be one stun or any stun it's going to be you know he's going to be physical it's probably going to be like five minutes again it's, it's like the taker of cena thing mm-hmm. but um but yeah, uh, of course, lots of love for Scott Hall. And uh, if you guys have any other comments, let us know in the chat. Uh, also, if you're in the chat, thanks for joining us. Uh, Forgotten MMA, Tut Graf, uh, Vito Rio, uh, Azel, Carlito, uh, Tim C, Michael, uh, Michael the Virus, Michael Menesis, uh, Menesis, uh, Francisco. Thank you guys so much for being in the chat. Uh, Oz, thank you for the super chat, the um, super sticker. Appreciate you as well. So, real uh, quick, I want uh, yeah. see if you can finish the sentence. Uh oh, you don't know. Oh, god, now I'm now I'm forgetting it. <laughs> uh, you don't know who I, you you all know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. That would have been the perfect way to. That's the famous words he said, in May '96. That would have been the perfect way that somebody could have shown up tonight. You people know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. I thought they could have done that tonight. If they were do, if 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 I he was showing it. up tonight, I was thinking you could have done that like huge, coming through the crowd, wearing a uh, Canadian tuxedo, way <laughs> the the <laughs> denim vest, the denim vest. That was so awesome. I mean that that night, anyone that watched that live. And I don't know if you guys did you both watch it live? Yeah, that night uh, that was just a, a night you'll never forget, and uh, just something that defines pro wrestling forever. And man, he was just amazing. I totally had no because I I had no uh, dirt sheets or anything back then, so I I didn't follow anything that was happening outside of wrestling. So no idea it was happening, and I was literally that guy. I was like, what? But him? But he's? But who? But what? <laughs> well, I, so I, I had just started it. And so I knew he was going to WCW. But everyone back then thought he was. There was this yeah. uh, these promos that were called Blood Runs Cold. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was and the everyone uh, thought that was him and Nash was Blood Runs Cold, like the the Mortis or uh, <laughs> the whole gimmick. And uh, well, thank God it wasn't. <laughs> Could you imagine now Scott Hall walking out in Glacier's outfit? Like, <laughs> the worst. Really, they're like, oh, who else is going to join Blood Runs Cold? You know, yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching that Nitro, and I mean, I never taped either show. I just did my best to flick between the two or if my parents let me have the living room tv our tv at the time did have a, a picture picture button and you could right. actually move you can move the little the, the smaller mm-hmm. window around and so i would just flick back and forth and i just happened to time it i i don't remember I, either raw wasn't happening on that same hour i can't remember what time raw started then or i just happened to be perfectly placed where i was watching this match of of, of enos versus Mike enos yeah Mike enos versus <laughs> But was a Bloom maybe Mike uh, the the what, the Beverly brother? He was one of the Beverly brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm watching. I'm just happy to watch this match between two nobodies, respectively speaking, <laughs> right. in the card. And I'm watching. I have my and I just see this guy walk through the crowd. I'm like, 
wait a minute. Like they hadn't they hadn't yet cut to the close-up of him. It's still just hard camera. You're supposed to be watching the match. And if I did, if you just happen to be looking in the crowd, just looking at some random, and I saw this guy walk through, I'm like, that looks a lot like. Oh my god, that is. <laughs> and the way they did it, it was. I mean, Bischoff deserves all the credit in the world. The way they did it that night, it just felt real. Mm-hmm. It just felt like something you're not supposed to see. It just felt like. It was not, it didn't feel like an angle. It did not feel like a story. It felt like, oh my God, something is happening that uh, shouldn't be happening. And it was just awesome. And hats off to Eric Bischoff for making that happen. Uh, Scott Hall pulled it off beautifully. Never during that promo did it feel like it was an act. And that's what made it perfect. Uh, Sheed Black in the chat says, Razor Ramon's best feud was with Gold Dust. Um, they never had a match, right? They, it, Razor got uh, suspended. Razor didn't want to work with Goldust. That was supposed to be the uh, the WrestleMania 12 match with Piper, and uh, I mean, it got replaced with Piper. But that right. one was a good one too. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Fingers 19 said, "Asks who sold the stunner better, Scott Hall or The Rock?" I'm gonna say Scott Hall because it's his day today. Hall had a good sell, but it's hard to top The Rocks. <laughs> That mania, though, because he took one stunner and he was still standing, and that always bugged me. (laughs) It was the second stunner that he kind of flew off into the sky. But (laughs) what does that what does that say about um, two thousand the the status of you know March of two thousand two of where they were in their lives and careers? Scott Hall and Stone Cold Steve Austin that they had a WrestleMania. Stone Cold Steve Austin in two thousand two after you know bringing the company back. And then Scott Hall coming off of you know doing what he did in WCW, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Scott Hall had a WrestleMania match, and it is never really talked about. And it's it's not you know it's not a tremendous match by their standards or anything. It's just it's just wild to think like, you know, some of the you know again obviously Scott's in ring time got you know WWE got cut short to the you know issues and stuff like that. It just it just makes you know it just makes you think like all the different you know all the different potentials of what there could have been. Like if, if Scott Hall was able to stick around for a couple more years as the Randy Orton's break in and then, and, and John Cena's break in. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's still, I mean, it is cool though. Like he got to have the moment that he did with his guys at mania 31 and the, and the triple H sting match. It's cool to see that. And some bumps were taken. So like, again, that kind of, that kind of make, again, it makes up for all those bad years of, of, of missing out. And just like I said, with, you know, it's, it sucks to have him pass, but the fact that he did get to live to 63, you know, after, you know what he went through it's i guess it's all perspective but just just bring that bring you know bringing the stunner up i, I didn't even think about that austin versus scott Hall mania and like we know that's never talked about that's probably the yeah. in, in a lot of ways that's probably the most forgotten stone cold match at wrestlemania when you when you think about it mm-hmm. um since he became stone cold yeah. yes once he became a superstar uh, yeah it was uh yeah, I mean, it's. It, I thought the whole NWO coming back, that storyline where Vince said he's going to destroy his creation, it sucked. It was just, I it was just it. terrible. I loved it. I felt like I loved the idea of it. And then it, 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 it you can't believe it, though. You know, I, I think the best storylines are where you can step back and be like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah. And you cannot believe that Vince is bringing in uh, wrestlers to destroy his locker room. Well, I well, said I was NWO for life. OK, well, <laughs> and especially and again, this is all this is all hindsight now. But especially when you know that what a year later, Vince is going to do business with Eric Bischoff and bring Eric in. I mean, that's the way you do it. If the NWO is going to come and infiltrate WWE. It has to be with Eric Bischoff. Like, right. 
that's what you do. Like, so, you know. And then when him and Bischoff hugged on the first time he came in, I was like, okay, what are we doing here? There's all this money that you just pissed away by doing that. But yeah, whatever. Well, Brian Barry clarifies in the chat. He was as far as um, uh, with what's going on with Seth. He said kind of like how Cena did everything to try to get a match at Mania before he challenged the Undertaker. Uh, no, I, again, Brian. I look. I know what you mean, but I look at it as you know we know the two participants. Like you knew Cena was trying to get Taker. Cena would want to take her. You knew K- you, we know KO wants Austin. Obviously, Austin has quickly answered it, so there's not this, the the suspense of waiting. The, the the Rollins one doesn't feel it. Like. We, we still don't know who Rollins is actually facing. We all think we know. We thought we knew how Raw was ending tonight. Mm-hmm. But we still, I mean, and for all we know, it, they could end up pivoting to where Rollins is going to make an open challenge at Mania. Maybe Taker's gong hits and he comes out and just hits a tombstone just for to do something. To the, I mean, we, we really don't know. Like, so, I mean, Rollins is going to be at Mania, but we don't for sure know. So, that's, again, I don't kind of, I look at KO and Austin much more like Cena Taker. Yeah. I, I do think um, if it's going to be close to a match, I feel like it's easier to sell people saying Austin's wrestling again, as opposed to Austin's doing a segment. And uh, if it's close to a match, man, just say it's a match. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, I, it's clear Austin, he wants to history books to always go down. Right. His last match was against the Rocket Mania, which I mean, that's a storybook yeah. ending, right? But I think, and I know we'll jump into it. I don't want to jump ahead on, on the rundown here, but I, like the, even the, even the words of what, what Austin said in the promo last Tuesday, and then what Owen says tonight. They're making it very clear. They're not going to bill it as a, the following contest is scheduled for one fall. Austin's not going to do that, but they are very much telling you this will not be just a lot of jabber and then one stunner. They are clearly right. telling you this is going to be the the most physical Austin's contributed to WrestleMania in 19 years. Sure, but if you're trying to convince people to go, you know what I mean? That's probably where Vince's hangup is here with this. Is he's he's trying to he's trying to promote that this is gonna be a physical conversation, but he can't say match. But then you're right. right to the most casual of people who you're trying to draw in and say, oh, you haven't watched wrestling in 20 years. Well, guess what? Stone Cold Steve Austin's gonna be there, and he's gonna. It's fight. gonna be kind of like a match. <laughs> it's gonna be kind of like a match. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think there's anyone who that's the thing they're waiting for? Like they like they're they want to buy a ticket, but that's the one thing holding them up. I feel oh, like, dude, if- I'm telling you right now, I could get people coming over if I tell them Austin's wrestling again. That that haven't watched wrestling in forever. But if I say Austin's doing a segment, that's gonna get physical. Yeah, but would they pay for WrestleMania tickets though? Because those sure. are like that's a that's a big. If they're if they're there, yeah, they would. Yeah, they would also too because if they can if they can also um, say that they you know people are crazy if, if they could say that they have the ticket stub for all for Austin's first match in 19 years and okay now this is gonna be his last match if it's actually a match and build and all the ballyhoo is to that then yeah that changes versus because I mean WWE has done so many talking segments with Austin so many manias since he last worked and did it last obviously famously when they were last in Dallas. So it is hard to tell people come for this one match, if nothing else, when it's not a match. And then they're like, okay, well, it's gonna be the same thing I saw the last time. So I don't need to buy a ticket, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Connecting people through wrestling says in the chat, Hey, yo, this is a Scott Hall sign. Hey, yo, I love that. Uh, Party up gaming says in the chat. again, Hey, yo, talk about two words that just, iconic that he he made it you know it was funny when they tried to make carlito the new razor you yeah. remember that when they were doing the same kind of vignettes he was spitting the the apple and it was just like this is never going to work because he's never going to be near as cool as razor 
he needs to do something completely different. And uh, yeah, there's, there's no one's going to live up to a Scott Hall and the cool factor. You can't, you can't do a, a second rate Scott Hall. No. And if you want to see a cool uh, kind of a hidden gem, I mean, I, I know like hundreds of thousands of people have actually seen it. But if you go to my Twitter, I tweeted earlier today. There is a rare video. Roger, have you ever seen this? Um, it's, it's courtesy of RF video. And it's from um, November of 2000. So in the final months of ECW, the original ECW. Oh, yeah. And Scott comes Hall to, uh, uh, comes out to the ready or not. Comes yeah, out to the Fugees. Yeah, oh, he comes yeah, out. Fugees, Fugees. Uh, but in like the in like the in like total pop, he comes out and he's he's dancing to the hip hop music. <laughs> he's doing all of his shtick. But to that, I mean, and the, you know, this ECW crowd just losing their mind. Uh, you know, and like if so, if anybody hasn't seen it, if you want a quick link, go to my Twitter at Justin Labar. I tweeted it like yeah this morning, and just make sure the sound is up and you have headphones on or something, and you can fully immerse yourself and don't do it when you're at work or something like it it is it, it again it's just the he is just the epitome of cool the way he is just interacting with the crowd and they built up and built up and built up until he finally did the hey yo and then when he did they lost their minds because <laughs> that's the, yeah yeah when he says hey yo by the way what i was loving is he was like hey yo <laughs> like he like make you wait for a second i was like oh it's so Dude, cool he was he was the fucking man that's all you know he was just uh, on another level, and him, Nash, and X Pac—they got '90s hip hop too, and they they like channeled into it. They loved it, and they were paying tribute to it. They weren't trying to rip it off or anything. They they mm-hmm. they wanted to kind of bring that into wrestling, and they were uh, they were awesome. I mean, X Pac yeah. was obviously a play on Tupac, and, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so cool. Uh, Party Up Gaming in the chat says, was listening to Scott Hall's theme music on my way up, on my way to work, and it suddenly started raining, which made me sad. Hashtag rest in peace to the bad guy. Yeah. And then uh, Brian Barry says, y'all think they should do a Scott Hall IC Memorial Battle Royal at Mania and winner gets a shot at the IC title? Oh, Did I miss one? Oh, yeah. Here we yeah. go. If you're gonna do something of a Skyhawk Memorial at a Mania, shouldn't it be a ladder match? Yes. Oh yeah. He's the him and Sean. You know, I, I think a lot of times when people think of ladder matches, you think of Edge and Christian, and but Sean and Razor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they weren't the first. Bret Hart kind of created the concept, but um, Bret and Sean had one on like a Coliseum home video. Right. I remember, like a '92. Yeah. Which a ladder match feels very not Bret Hart. So it's right. kind of interesting that, that that he's the one that, from what I understand, came up with the idea because that seems very, like that seems totally not what a Bret Hart would want to do. But well, he introduced it to WWF. Apparently, they had done it in Stampede, um, but it, it it wasn't meant to be a spot fest back in you know back in those days. And you watch that Sean and Razor. You know, it's funny when I first heard about that match or ladder match, I didn't get it. I was like, what is this? It, uh, I, I was not excited for the match at all. And once it happened, I watched that thing like 20 times that year. Um, it was amazing. And uh, it was all Sean and Razor. Yeah. Yeah. Such very good stuff there. Uh, she, Sheed Black says, Goldust beat Razor Ramon for the IC title at the Royal Rumble due to the one, two, three kid. That was supposed to be the, the Mania match that year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Oz in the chat says, hey, guys, sad news about Scott Hall. News on Cody, question mark. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I had tweeted during the show that I'd heard that he wasn't there. <laughs> I mean, that was 
But clearly, I, I think if they had other plans for Seth. Yeah. It seems like they would have introduced that. <clears throat> yeah. If they, if they wanted him to either just fade in the background and not, not be part of Mania, or if they wanted him just to jump into something random, they, they I mean, they, they built the entire show around Seth tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a little. It's a little... Looking back at this, knowing what we know now, this felt like a very much a, a stalling episode overall. Like there, I don't know. I may, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into it too much. Feels like maybe they're still getting some contracts signed for uh, somebody to come in. But uh, yeah, I, I, we'll we'll talk about yeah. it. I want to talk. I, I mean, first and foremost, I, I really would like to talk about our sponsor tonight, Manscaped. Uh, can I get a round of applause, everyone? Uh, Today, I'm excited to announce Manscaped launched their ultra premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not so private parts. I'm talking about a leveled up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all in one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe. Literally, Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now, trust them with the rest. Join four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code WINC20. We all know how essential the Manscaped lawnmower is. We all know how great all the other stuff is that comes with Manscaped. Uh, we talk about it all the time. I use it all the time. It's I, We have a lot of sponsors here, but this is one that like I, I live and die for. I love Manscaped. Uh, guys, you're, you're big fans as well. I am. I, I mean, you're right. It's uh, it's one of the best products. I've I'm, I'm I'm thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful that I got introduced to them, and they continue to support this podcast and get to continue to use these new products. And and you're right, Jack. It's like they they become okay. Yeah, below the waist, they're 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 the kings, right? They're the world champions. But they they do more. They can go above the waist. They can you know they can go into body washes. They can go into uh, colognes. They can go into to boxers. So like they. Manscaped really is. It's not just a one-trick pony. It's not just for oh, I have hairy balls. No, if you just want to just feel good and smell good and just be mm-hmm. comfortable, like they should be. They should be the takeover in your in your bathroom. They should be the takeover of your toiletry uh, bag or your your or your shaving kit. So uh, the the new products are awesome. Um, so again, people, I can't stress enough. Use the code, save some money, get some free shipping. Try it. You'll know what all the fuss is about. I've been using it for it's been years now, and. Uh, and when I first started it, they didn't have all these ad- additional products. They didn't have the shampoo and conditioner. They didn't have the body wash. They didn't have the uh, the lip balm. And I've used those, and they all work fantastically. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I use them all. And uh, it's, uh, it's always, you know what, um, there are some products that, you know, we tried and, you know, it doesn't work out. And I'm like, I, we can't sponsor it because I, I, I don't feel this product. But Manscaped is one that everyone that's tried it has loved it. And mm-hmm. uh, it, I hope we keep getting them because they are it's a fantastic product and I use it all the time. Yeah, the, uh, Their advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts to your most delicate areas. But now you can enhance your perfect grooming routine with the ultra premium collection. The package includes Manscaped's premium deodorant, not for your balls, for your stanky armpits. This deodorant dries clear, is aluminum-free, and smells like their signature scent. They have the hydrating body moisturizer. If you have tattoos or issues with dry skin, it's designed to keep the skin feeling clean, smooth, and smelling fresh, as well as a body wash 
Josh to lather you up with their infused aloe vera and sea salt shower gel, the two-in-one shampoo and conditioner to clean your scalp with an easy one step, plus a free gift, a three-pack set of lip balm that's made with the ingredients such as vitamin E, peppermint, eucalyptus oil to keep those chappers feeling moist. That's four products and a gift inside that ultra premium collection. What a score. All these products are cruelty-free, paraben-free, vegan-friendly, and dye-free, the best ingredients with zero compromise. Uh, So I'm recommending using the products in this order, you hop in the shower and you scrub a dub dub that body with the manscape body wash. You lather up your hair with the two in one shampoo conditioner to keep your noggin talking. You dry off and spray on the hydrating body moisturizer to reinvigorate that dry skin. You put the manscape deodorant for obvious reasons on, but you pop that manscape lip balm on no one is out here kissing chapped lips. Getting <laughs> dressed after is optional. Wear one great scent all day long. Get the Ultra Premium Collection hot off the shelves with 20% off plus free shipping with the code WINC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code WINC at manscaped.com the power of attraction is now in a bottle thanks to manscaped i use all these things i'm 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 i i literally do i get in the shower i clean off i use the hair i use the hair stuff i i I use the lip balm use it all it's good stuff the yeah me too i i had the the nose trimmer as well the Mm -hmm. you know everything everything i use it all uh Mike D in the chat asks the Outsiders 2023 Hall of Fame eventually. Oh wait, oh, oh, I'm the wrong one. Um. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Um. Do you guys think the Outsiders will go in? I mean, it feels interesting because I, I they're both those guys are already in individually, right? And as NWO, I mean, I like the idea of Outsiders in the Hall of Fame. Feels a little, <laughs> a little redundant, no, but um, it's like two of the four Horsemen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're already in twice. I don't think you need. I mean, <clears throat> I, the the fact they have the honor of being in twice, both Hall and Nash. I think that's you know, you're right there with Flair. You're right there again with with Hogan. You know, right? Yeah, I, I do think because then what do you put them in Scott the Hall going also? in as like, oh, what's that? I was like, because then what are you you gonna put him in as Wolfpack also, and then uh, I don't and know, then as Gator Scott Hall, and then as Gator <laughs> Scott Hall. No, then no, then then the click goes in. <laughs> click goes in. I, I do gotta say, I do think. When Nash did it right, like he went in as Kevin Nash and not Diesel, uh, Hall should have went in as Scott Hall and not as Razor Ramon because Scott Hall was a way bigger star than Razor Ramon. Yeah. Well, well but I, actually, though, it's I think the the Hall of Fame merchandise for Kevin was all marketed around Diesel, and I don't think he got as much of a cut as he would have <laughs> if it was Kevin Nash. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how that actually went down. Well, that's it. Right. That's probably very true then. But uh, Israel Capote says, uh, is Seth versus Cena, but you, it's Seth versus Cena, but you can't see him. Ah, nah. <laughs> that's not happening. Probably not see, happening, but I, I still actually would. I'd watch that. That'd be a good match. Seth versus Cena happen. would be an awesome match. WrestleMania night one needs a big match. Uh, that's not celebrity. And, uh, you know, Cody versus um, Seth Rollins. That's the one. And then Joel Wood says the use of the words dashed and nightmare after the main event has me feeling it's Cody. 
whether or not it's happening, they do seem to be leaning into the rumors. They're pretty they, hard. That's where they're heading for sure. Um, whether or not it's a done deal. Um, yeah, I mean, they're were, they were huge. I mean, they're again, they were in Jacksonville tonight. <laughs> you know, AEW's home. Nah. There were a huge chance of Cody as Seth right. has is the first backstage where we're, we're, they're asking him, well, what are you going to do now? And I, I mean, they made no attempt to mute the crowd noise or alter. <laughs> they let the crowd just chant Cody. There was somebody in the front row that a couple times had a sign. That they draped over the barricade. It said all roads lead to WrestleMania with roads spelled R-H-O-D. <laughs> I'm like, so they, they are making no attempt to try to like, oh, no, don't think this. I mean, so it's just like, let's just do it now. Come on. I think we're going to get to Ross soon. <laughs> yeah. Once they do. Uh, it was a, just a fart in church with uh, how that main event went off. Yeah. Co- Cody's riding with Veer to the building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Jared Wilson in the chat says, I don't think there will ever be a cooler trio than Hogan, Hall, and Nash. Those three just flip the script and ooze star power and coolness. Uh, they also told us to stick it. That wasn't very nice. No, I loved it. Love those guys. Um, Albert G in the chat says, the I was X, at Raw. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, like I said, I'm NWO. NWO. NWO is bigger than DX for sure. Yeah. I, in fact, I get crabby when people say that they were equal. No, NWO. They weren't. They had their name on the sign. It was WCW slash NWO for a long time. That's how big they were. NWO changed wrestling. DX yeah. was a contributor, but NWO changed wrestling. I've talked I've talked to people that were working there at WCW in that time period, and many of them say that like they think that the long term plan, if, if WCW was going to survive and it had all not all the things that happened that caused them to, that the long term plan is, it eventually would have just evolved in the, the, to NWO like that the WCW name and brand would have gone out and they would have you know kind of like TNA to Impact esque like they would have just kind of rebranded as as NWO and that would have been the whole company would have no longer just been a faction. Uh, yeah, that, that would have been cool to see. Again, I was a big NWO guy though, but, uh, Albert G in the chat says I was at raw tonight. Want a refund. It was terrible. Jeez. That's too bad. You see, and that, and and again, you know, so Albert, he's there. Albert, I assume you live in Jacksonville or around Jacksonville. Like again, this is the, this is the community that AEW's, you know, start doing press conferences to announce their inception and their home base and doing daily. Like, so you have this AEW fan base that's there and like, they're like trying to get excited, trying to come to WWE, come to raw. We're on the road to mania. Yeah. 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 And then you leave them with that. It's like, it's, it's just, I can just hear Albert and probably a lot of people walking out of that building tonight going, man, this is why AEW is better. This is why, this is why WWE's failing, you know, even though they're making record profits, but in the, in the wrestling fandom world, you know, WWE's failing. Right. Um, so um, Brian Cyrus in the chat says, if Cody does show up next week or the week before Mania to challenge Seth, do you see there being much intrigue in the match since no real buildup? I think there's intrigue regardless if you have Cody comes back. Oh, once, but... it, once he comes in, it's that's going to be the talk of the night, you know? And Cody's one of those guys, he can cut one promo and you sold the match. And Seth is fantastic too. So that, that'll, Yeah. I mean, I make it. I, I mean, I, I relate it to the the Triple H um, Undertaker. You know, that February twenty eleven Raw episode. They where disappointed. We, right. We knew Taker. We, we knew Taker was coming back from the vignettes. He comes back and he hasn't even finished his entrance. And Triple H, who had been gone for a year, interrupts him. And yeah, they all they had to do was just perfectly time both look at the sign. You can literally just have again Seth just bitching and complaining that he's not on WrestleMania. He's Seth freaking Rollins. It's two nights. There's got to be room for him. Yada yada yada. Cody comes out, huge pop, whatever. Cody can just come in and they can they can just do the obligatory sign point. I <laughs> mean, that's all it has to be, you know. Yeah, that was uh, when uh, they thought they were getting Sting in for a little bit because they yes. had like a, a scorpion 
in, in the first promo. Yeah, and, and, and like even the New York Times like ran like a little <laughs> blurb that said Sting, aka Steve Borden, is signed with WWE. We're <laughs> all like, oh my god! And then yeah. So what you're saying is we're getting WWE. Undertaker like, versus Seth. Yeah. You contacted it. Yeah. What, what was our comment at the time? Well, I was like, so uh, New York Post is saying Sting assigned. Is that can you confirm? And they said no. <laughs> no, like, we can't okay. confirm, or no, he's not signed. <laughs> no, they just would not confirm. So it's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's if that's all it takes to do. You know how WWE can be and AEW. <laughs> Look, they're yeah. not going to give away big surprises. But uh, Dustin in the chat says, "I still think Cody is just swerving all of us smart wrestling fans and the wrestling industry, and come back as a heel in AEW. Maybe run Ring of Honor and do a WCW WWE invasion like angle." It- Dustin, I mean, like, look, again, nothing is official until it happens on TV. And when, I think we said this weeks ago when people questioned this is the big work. And we said, like, what's the like, what's the payoff? What's the point? Right. What's what's the point of you've up into you have an EVP who leaves AEW. It's kind of bad press. Cody, you know, hands off his community relations role to Amanda Hoover. You know, Brandy's out like what? So what's the payoff and point of doing all that? Dustin, not everything. It's, it, it could happen, right? Until he shows up at WWE, it could happen. If it happens, Dustin, it's only because Cody and Vince got to the table and things went disastrously. <laughs> and and Cody goes, "Never mind, I'm not doing this." And of course, Tony Khan will take him back. Uh, yeah, but that's that's the only way this happens. Is unless things got so bad that Cody felt, "I'm just this is not going to work." And I I also think uh, ROH. I think in our bubble, we give it a little too much credit for being bigger than it really was. It was ultimately not near as close as AEW is right now. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things that if they bring ROH back, Cody running it, it gives it a a boost, but it's not... uh, it's not the best use of your resources. Yeah, I mean, to put in perspective, because Raj, you're right. Us in our bubble, you know, okay, we know all about Ring of Honor, and Ring of Honor's had great matches, established a lot of stars that have gone on to be, you know, big names. But in the but in the mainstream factor, you could argue Ring of Honor's biggest, uh, what what it means the most to anybody in the mainstream is the fact that it was the setting for Randy the Ram Robinson's uh, ending of a movie that was nominated for Best Picture. And then I'm not being facetious. Like that's yeah. that's that in terms of what it does for the mainstream. If, if somebody from the mainstream who doesn't watch wrestling, if would they know Ring of Honor? Was that was that where was that where Mickey Rourke fought uh, in the wrestling? Yeah. I mean, because again, that was an Oscar nominated picture. Yeah. Picture. Um, Nathaniel Cook in the chat says Scott Hall versus Sting for the WCW title. Dusty Rhodes, who was in Scott's corner, attacked Sting. Scott didn't win. But he was a champion for the culture. They could have easily went with Scott as champ. He he was going through his problems back then. But you know, if he if they went with Scott as champ, no one would have looked and been like, uh, "That doesn't fit." He he had it. You know, he looked like a champ. He looked like a, he could be the face of a company. So, and that's the only reason he wasn't because you said the, the company couldn't rely. They, they were always questions: Can we rely on him? Right. Someone we can rely on is talking about WWE Raw on the Raw After Show here on Wrestling Inc. I say we just dive right in. We're 50 minutes in. I think this is a new record. Um, but it just shows how big I think Scott Hall is and how impactful it was. Everyone has something to say about him, and it's uh, it's uh, just a great reflection on him. But 
We started the show with Kevin Owens uh, coming in. He does his Hey Yo uh, impression. Basically just goes through his uh, Stone Cold-isms and promotes Canada and gets the USA chance going. Um, Justin, can we build to this match with just Kevin Owens doing these kind of promos? Yeah. You know, there's only two more Raws um, after this one. I thought the promo was really good by KO. It was actually kind of disappointing. He did that Hey, hey Yo um, at the beginning. I don't know if the crowd live just didn't hear him because they were coming yeah. off booing him or whatever, but he got no, it got no reaction, nothing. I, I think maybe he just said it too fast or whatever, but, um, but yeah, the promo is really good. And yeah, Austin did his response video last week. Yeah. You really can kind of keep going like this. It can again, just be Kevin Owens. I'll tell you what you do. You, one of the next two weeks and one of them's in Pittsburgh. So if I'm there, I'd be pissed to sell if this happens. But what you do is on one of these weeks, you have raw start and you have the glass break. And of course it's Kevin Owens that comes out and not Stone Cold Steve Austin. He, he can yeah. just do troll things like that. Just heal work. Um, again, run, you know, pitting can you know, taking the Canada side and bringing back Canada versus USA. That worked great in the nineties. So that that's good to do. But yeah, that's part of the magic. I think is you don't see Stone Cold live in the flesh until main. Again, that's part of you're trying to make attractions out of this. Uh, you know, we're talking about is this a match, is it a confrontation, is this a show? What is it? Part of it also is let me see Austin live in living color. I don't want to see him a bunch of times leading up to my question coming out of this promo was Kevin Owens said this. He said this is gonna be he said it's so big, it's gonna be the he said he said main event. I wonder is he just blowing smoke up, up trying to make the KO show big enough, or is that actually gonna be the what what ends the night the first night? I mean, they they've said that Rousey is going to be the uh, the main event of night two, but I do think, kind of to your point, that the real main event is probably Austin. Um, I I do think. Um, look, you, if Austin's being advertised for a segment, you don't want him in a segment before, right? Like, he, he's not advertised for a match, so. Um, you don't uh, want to bring him in for a segment beforehand. Uh, I, you know, look, I thought it was great. Justin's point. I think you have KO come out with the fake ball thing and doing the what? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think you could, he, he could carry it off. I can't believe we only have two more Raws before WrestleMania. It, it feels like it's a month away, but then it yeah, kind of is, but still, yeah. Um, it's, Look, man, that, that promo that Stone Cold did, that that video that they did was awesome. That's all you need. Yeah. I And, of course, the Canada. I don't know why us Americans hate Canada so much. Like, they've done nothing to us. But every time someone's like, Canada, we're like, boo, USA. I don't know I don't know why. We, we hate it. Like, if he said he's from Argentina, we'd be like, oh, that's cool. I'm glad you're here. But Canada, we're like, boo, we it's, hate It's you. the Bret Hart thing, man. It is. I do I do think this – I mean, look, I mean, no disrespect to Rousey and Charlotte, but I, I don't know if it has enough juice right now that it's still what I'm going to end night one with. And, and the thing is, I know that sounds kind of like a – a dubious proposition to try to have a WrestleMania night end with a talk show that of course is going to turn hopefully chaotic, but it's, you still have another night of WrestleMania. So this is kind of like the perfect scenario. If, if, if it's a traditional WrestleMania, where it's only one night. No, you can't end like this. You, you would have to end advertising that also having a match, but because, Hey, come back tomorrow. We still got Brock and Roman for you and whatever else they do on Sunday. I think you could get away with sending people home on a Saturday night with it being this segment and Austin going out, you know, obviously drinking his brand new american lager beer <laughs> you know outside of that this uh, the the night one kind of sucks when you look at the card um i mean here like let's run through the card and, and, I mean, why, and, and when you run through the card 
if anything on this card, do you want to be what has to go on after Austin right, <laughs> as yeah. a big old confrontation? Right. Do you want to follow that? They get kind of they get kind of silly with what they call main events at Mania too. Like they'll have like seven main events. Like Dude, we, this is the main event, but like, well, main events the last match. But okay. you know. so assuming that Austin and uh, KO is not a match. This is what we got for night one. It's Logan Paul and The Miz versus the Mysterios. Drew oh, versus that. Baron Corbin. Nakamura and Rick Boogs versus The Usos. Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. The Austin thing. And Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. I mean, that as a card is not even a B-show quality card, in my opinion. And so, and then add in, you figure, because if you have if you have Styles and Edge on night two, right? That's night two, yeah. So if we have Cody versus Seth, put that on night one. That right. maybe is your main event if it's not going to be the Austin deal, if it's not going to be the Rousey match. Um, yeah, sucks. We'll I mean, it's kind of sucks. Well, no, you if, if Cody and Seth is, is what it is, and that gets added to night one, and that, yeah, that, that I think, definitely. I think now you have a, you've now balanced it out, you know. And yeah. if Austin was advertised as a match, that would be awesome, but they're not going to do that. So, for what it is, an Austin segment. Well, it was what kind of sucks again. We're, we have to we're really diving into the to the to the vocabulary, but I like the fact again that Austin said in his response promo, you know, he referenced in the 19 years. So noting his last match, he's 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 acknowledging this is going to be the most physical I've been tonight. So I, I know it doesn't. I know that doesn't translate to a mainstream fan, but for us, we're we're able to nitpick and for sure. Ooh, but it's going to be this. sell people being like it's a match. We will see. Uh, John Cena's bald spot says, can't imagine WWE would lean into the Cody rumors with teases if they were confident they'd get him to sign before Mania. Um, weren't confident um, that they were going to get him to sign before Mania. Or maybe they just know that there's a buzz. I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. but I don't think they tease an AEW thing. If, the, if yeah. you know, I, I, I think it's very... Very probable that we're going to see Cody's next match in WWE. Is is Cody's uh, value gone up over the past two weeks or down if you're negotiating? I, I mean, I think probably if, 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 if Vince is hearing people are chaining Cody and, and, and I know Vince doesn't pay attention to the Internet, but if if people are telling him, look, hey, look, everybody's expecting this is going to be Cody versus Seth. If, if it's not official, I mean, I, I have to think Cody can try to use that as leverage is like, look. This is what the people want. You and you. This is this is what you need to head headline night one. I, you know, I think I think it helps Cody. But then again, maybe Vince doesn't care about that. I don't know. There's a lot of things. I think Cody ultimately does not make a difference for WWE business. So they know that they don't need him. But uh, from a perception standpoint, it does. Yeah. It, it would be the first shot. Um. Because everyone's been going to AEW, this would be the first one uh, the other way. So, if they, I, I don't even know if they care about that though. I don't know. Yeah, you would uh, think that they would, but they're letting people go like uh, with reckless abandon, knowing that they'll probably go to AEW. So, who yeah. knows? Uh, Alan Jones in the chat says, "Do you feel like it's hurting Raw with no heavyweight champ on the show heading into Mania, with Brock only appearing on SmackDown?" I think like that's the way Brock's been for a long time. What's <laughs> new? Yeah, I, I will say, like I said, um, the last Raw before Mania is, is here in Pittsburgh, and they are advertising locally. I guess, Roger, you can put this on the site if you want. They are advertising locally that both Roman and Brock are going to be on that Raw. They're saying, well, what's going to happen with both champions? And it's not they're not advertising like a dark match thing. They're advertising like a segment. 
So, um, so that's interesting that they will, because we haven't really seen Roman on Raw, so that would be interesting if they do decide to let the storyline also be on Mondays too. Yeah, it, it, Raw does feel like a B show, I think, right now uh, compared to SmackDown because of that. Because you have Rousey and Brock and Roman, everyone's on SmackDown, and you know we're, we're, the main event of Raw tonight was who gets to host a talk show. <laughs> so, kind of uh, hurts my feelings as I host a talk show. You make fun of the. Uh... <laughs> Uh, no, but um, we got We got to move on here. Balor and Priest have yet another match up with Austin Theory this time on commentary. Um, a little bit of back and forth, but Austin Theory gets involved to distract uh, ba- Finn Balor, so Damian Priest gets the win, uh, and then Bal- uh, Theory gets a picture with Balor afterwards. Uh, Raj, this feels like something we've seen already. I don't really understand why Austin Theory is getting involved in this match. I get why he's out there to promote his match, but I don't really understand why he's getting involved in this whole thing. This felt like a little bit of a, and I'll probably say it's a lot, like a little bit of a let's do something that feels like it's something but isn't something. Vince versus Pat McAfee, there is a, uh, a traffic accident kind of, you know, the train wreck. You You kind of... Are you're curious what they're doing? Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory is nothing, and uh, this just feels like nothing. I, I just, if you're going to use Pat McAfee, use it, use him with a bigger star. Um, I just feel like this is uh, there's a zero percent net gain, and if Vince gets involved in the last two weeks, great, but I just don't see it. I don't know. You see, I look at it, it would be a train wreck of curiosity, Raj, but I actually look at it as, you know, Pat's got an insanely huge audience. Um, sure. You know, he's 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 like the Howard, he's becoming like the Howard Stern of our era in terms of mm-hmm. where we're at with talk shows and podcasting. And so I look at it as, okay, he's a, or at least they look at it as, he's an opportunity to try to bring some mainstream fans, to bring some new fans or some lapsed fans, and putting him in the ring when Pat actually is an athletic guy who, when trained, you know, when we saw him, what he did in NXT for that match with Cole, put him in a match with a 76-year-old Vince, that would be a train wreck that's going to make any of those mainstreams go, what the, f- what the F is this? But put him in there with a guy who's probably going to be the future WWE for a long time and does look like a legit athlete in Austin Theory. I think that's probably the mindset, and I appreciate that mindset. Um, to what happened here tonight, yeah, it's kind of random. Like, I mean, it's a stretch. You know, Theory did take out Finn Balor weeks ago, months ago, when he was trying to impress Vince. I guess that's the stretch here. But it was random. It's random that Priest wins now, that he's dropped the title. He's back to winning. Uh, I appreciated his Scott Hall references, and he put it on Instagram. Scott gave him the okay to use the uh, surfer walk and the razor's edge, and we saw the razor's edge onto the table tonight. So I liked all that. But, um, yeah, it was, it was kind of random, again, that Finn's – random that Priest loses the title, but now he's back to winning. But to that point, um, again, kind of to the example we were saying earlier, uh, if I'm telling my friends, Pat McAfee's wrestling, and they're like, oh, who? And I say, Austin Theory, it means nothing. But isn't that the point? It does. Because then everyone goes, well, who's Austin Theory? And then they figure out who Austin Theory is. Yeah, but I don't think they care to see it. I think it's I think it's better this way that you have that, that they try to trust Pat where Pat's saying I'm going up against this dude you know whatever and, and building Austin Theory up. I think it's better that way and then letting Pat show off what he can do and his fan base go crazy versus Pat talking people in people trusting Pat and then they see this car crash of him having to what 
beat up a 76 year old and they're going to kind of go, well, that's the last, that's the last time I listened to Pat, Pat, I'm going to stick to the betting lines with you. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not, I'm never coming into your wrestling world again. Well, you, you can't do Pat versus Vince one-on-one. You would have to be, it would have to be awesome theory, very heavily involved. Uh, but I'm going to make a prediction here. I think we're going to look back at the Pat McAfee Austin theory match the same way we looked back at Damian priest teaming up with bad bunny. I, I they're, they're yeah. different things, but I think, It'll be something we we leave WrestleMania going. Yeah, Austin Theory's the guy. I think he's he's gonna he's gonna do he's gonna do big things. It's gonna be like LT and Bam Bam. Yeah, like <laughs> maybe not main event WrestleMania, but uh, <laughs> but um, we we continue on. Uh, Omos has a match with Aziz. Um, I, the biggest thing my takeaway was that Omos hit a suplex. I thought that was interesting. But the message at the end, Justin, is who can beat. Omos one on one. Do you think we're getting a handicap match at WrestleMania? Um, I still think it's going to be battle royal territory for Omos. Uh, I, the other takeaway I had from this is, uh, yeah, they don't. They're not looking long term at Commander Aziz. I mean, they there was no they, uh, they they for ten minutes they built this match that was happening tonight. Battle of the Giants, seven foot three versus seven foot. Both men stomping in there, going over the top rope. Both both entrances. It looks like the cameraman's you know sliding on his butt to shoot up at them um and then omas just destroyed commander aziz and command made commander aziz bump and do things they normally wouldn't have uh, a protected big man do so i mean all seven foot mystique has just been wiped out with command whatever was there has been wiped out with commander aziz um they've done that before too if you remember like the first time he was on raw when they were doing the raw underground stuff like oh he's coming baba tunde is coming on raw and then potato Right. Yeah. And he got destroyed by Braun Strowman. Like, you know, like, and not just destroyed. They made him look uh, just weak as shit. I mean, they made him look terrible. And I don't know, man. It's not looking good for Baba Tunde. Uh, that's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we, we continue on. There was an announcement that Charmelle is going to go into the Hall of Fame this year. And I think she deserves it. I'm happy to see her go in. I saw some people online. They weren't too happy about it. I don't know why you wouldn't be, but uh, I'm glad to see she's going in. In do you guys have any thoughts on Charmel going into the Hall of Fame? Yeah, good for her. I mean, I'm not. We're way past the point of nitpicking who goes in. There's no criteria. Obviously, it's 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 it's, it's arbitrary. Uh, but I mean, she was uh, when King Booker had his run as King Booker, which was a it's a memorable thing. We still reference it and, and imitate it. Uh, she was a good piece of the puzzle. So. <sighs> You know, um, it, it, it's one of those things where you you have two extremes. You have the WWE Hall of Fame, where there's no criteria. You have the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, which is Ultimate Warrior's not in there, right? And to think that the Ultimate Warrior is not in a Hall of Fame to me is ridiculous. And so there's there, it feels like there's no balance with something in the middle. It's uh, but it is what it is. I guess my my I get crabby because I see a lot of people saying Charmel shouldn't go in because so and so should go in, and I think it's not like there's a limit. It's not like they're going to eventually right. say, "Sorry, we're full. No more people are going <laughs> to the Hall of Fame." Like it's okay. Both of them can eventually be right. in there. There's uh, time. Yeah, there's there's forever for that to happen. Um, and it, so I, I I think she deserves to go in. Good, you know, good for her. There was a quick. She's a great talent. 
Yeah, and, and there was a, a quick story on the Steiner brothers potentially going in. Um, and it rumored to go in, but the word now is that it might just be Rick Steiner going in, as Dave Meltzer said. Um, they were rumored, but it depends on Scott Steiner. If Scott's not willing to be inducted, WWE may just go with Rick Steiner. Uh, Justin, I want to get your thoughts on Rick Steiner going in alone. Obviously, Steiner brothers should be a, a Hall of Fame tag team, but Rick Steiner going in on his own, is that weird? What are your thoughts on this yeah. story yeah it is weird and i mean i know that obviously rick steiner has you know he, he's you know this, he's gonna kind of get resurfaced right now because of his son braun breaker but it's weird especially with the fact that like out of the two of them the only one that competed as a single star even in wwe was scott uh granted it wasn't very long but um so it would be weird if you're gonna single out one of them that it'd be rick obviously again i know that if they're doing it, it's because scott and the company aren't on the same page but it, it would be odd very odd. Yeah, I, I I'd pay to see uh, Scott Steiner's induction speech. Just like <laughs> live <laughs> Mike, live <laughs> Mike. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Rick Steiner as a single is not a uh, Hall of Famer when you when you really think about it. Uh, it's him and Scott. They should go in together. Steiner is one of the most iconic tag teams of all time, and f- Scott, man, he's just awesome. He I love Scott. Big, the big bad booty daddy. <laughs> he was so great. I, I love the just picturing him staying up all night watching BET, coming up with you know like <laughs> lines to use <laughs> on Nitro, and that's that's basically what he did. I mean, that's what he would do. He was uh, he, he was awesome. I love my freaks Scott. and my peaks. If you show if you show somebody. <laughs> If you show a person who's not a wrestling, who doesn't know nothing about wrestling, if you show them a picture of like Scott Steiner in 1993 WWF, <laughs> and then show him in uh, 2003, they wouldn't even believe it's the same person. No, <laughs> they even look like the same guy. I I love Scott Steiner. Uh, I love I love the Steiner brothers. I love Scott Steiner. I, again, an NWO guy. When he bleached there, I was like, "This is so cool." And then he started coming out with a chainmail hat. Oh my god, how cool! Is he was another level of star. Once he started doing that, he was just awesome. Can I bring up this this comment? Because it's actually a really valid comment. Uh, Azel says, "How would you make?" Oh, sorry. Go ahead. How would you make a WWE video package for just Rick? <laughs> How would you crop him out and just have Rick? It would be very awkward. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come uh, to the ring. You're just seeing the last half of the entrance. Quick cutaway. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, true. That would be weird. Alan Jones in the chat says, arguably the top five stars in WWE are on SmackDown. Roman, Brock, Ronda, Banks, and Flair. Even McAfee has a lot of star power. Raw is lacking. They have styles, though. Edge, which is Edge. paired with styles. I feel like if you were... I know WWE doesn't really look at it this way, but it almost feels like, yeah, you have the stars on one brand, and then you have like the wrestler wrestlers on the other brand. You know? Like... You have your your Seth Rollins, your KOs, your AJ style. Like they feel like they put on the really classic great wrestling matches where you have your star power guys on on SmackDown. But I know that's not how they think about it in WWE. But if they did, you could separate them like that. Pretty cool. Um, we got to get through the show though, uh, <laughs> real quick. Uh, Liv Morgan and uh, Zelina Vega have a match, and uh, Carmella distracts. Zelina again, Zelina loses and Liv gets a win here. 
Uh, basically, Raj, dissension between the tag team champions. Uh, and again, the tag team titles seem to be a curse in the women's division. Yeah, I got nothing else. Next. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I, I will just add then that when Carmella tried to hide behind Corey Graves, I was thinking, I think Rhea Ripley would mop up Corey Graves. No disrespect, but uh, I think that if uh, she wanted to, she could go right through Corey Graves. Um, I am waiting since they're being so, since they're acknowledging so much Carmella and Corey now between this and the, the reality show. I am waiting for them that this to be the next mixed tag, you know, Ms. Maurice kind of situation that you know we know the Corey's medically cleared. So that's that's what I'm waiting on is for this to build to that. Corey Graves, I thought was hilarious tonight. By the way, he's great. People he's don't great. like him. He's great. He's, he's he does he was, a great job. Again, we're talking about the Observer. They, he was a uh, worst commentator of the year on on the Observer. I think. Really? Yeah. Oh, get the hell out of here. I'll tell you what. This is you look at right now. Raw and SmackDown. This is the best situation they've had of 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 Corey being the the, the heel color guy there, and, and Pat's not a heel, but but just but just being the color guy. Mm-hmm. This is the best situation Raw and SmackDown's had of of two color guys. In a long, a long, long time. Yeah. So. Graves is going to be one of those guys everyone hates, but then when he leaves, everyone's going to talk about how great he was and how, you know, oh, it's hard to replace him. Blah, blah, Graves blah. is the best color guy oh, they've great. had since Lawler was in his prime of color. I think uh, wrestling today, if Jesse Ventura was around, he'd probably be nominated for worst commentator. Probably. Just with how yeah. wrestling is today. It, with with that, uh, that fan base. Um. And so, uh, oh, by the way, Heath uh, in the chat, I know when I, I mentioned Rick won the titles with Kenny Chaos. I just want to point that out because, again, late period WCW fan. I remember Kenny Chaos. That was a <laughs> weird time. But uh, um, in, any, in any case. Uh, the first and last time that name ever gets on this podcast. <laughs> Kenny Chaos. Kenny Chaos. His Google alerts are going to go off tomorrow morning. So <laughs> we're, we're bringing Chair Shot Reality back for a one-night reunion on March 24th here on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube and Twitch. We'll do a whole segment on Kenny Chaos's career. We're going to pay, <laughs> pay homage to Kenny Chaos. High voltage. The, the High voltage. Won. Yes. <laughs> Which was uh, the Hardy Boys. Uh, that was their original name, I think, right? Uh, Matt, Matt and Jeff Hardy. Their original name was High Voltage. <laughs> That's such a... Yes, what a fun time uh, in WCW history. Um, and, and Scott Hall, I will always remember this. Uh, oh, no, never mind. It wasn't high voltage. It was Jim Powers and <laughs> Scott Hall on commentary. He was on commentary on Nitro. And he goes, he looks all juiced up and ready to go. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Just a legend. Um, we... Uh, we get the point where now where Seth Rollins comes out and says that he wants to have a match at WrestleMania and he's just going to steal Kevin Owens whole shtick of doing a, a talk show. And they say they're going to have a match later in the night. Don't really know if there's much to take away from that. I thought it was silly, but I was okay with it because I thought something was going to happen after the match. Anyways, we'll talk about that. And bit. that's it. We all bitter tongues. We're like, okay, this just gets us to the end of the night for the big reveal. I actually said, let it play out on Twitter. I hate. <laughs> Don't myself. ever do that. Don't <laughs> ever do that with WWE. I hate myself because it never that. plays out. <laughs> uh, the Mysterios they get a win over the Hurt Business, and the Miz and Logan Paul tried to take them out, but they fail. Um, funny enough, this match ended at my time at six nineteen. So I thought that was a funny little thing that uh, no one. Uh, <laughs> but. Um, Builds to their match. Um, this is the kind of segment, Justin, that if it was on a, a great episode of Raw, I get it. Nothing special, but it built to their match. 
Uh, yeah, uh, this ended at nine nineteen for me. Uh, and it, it was what it was. Um, I will say that I think Logan Logan Paul is kind of fitting in. I, I am feeling. I think he. I think. I think this is going to work. You know, at Mania with him. Yeah, he said. I think he, was he on commentary. He was like, yeah, "I've been doing push ups. I've been doing sit ups. I've been running a lot." <laughs> yeah, I, I had tweeted this earlier. I just feel like he gets it. He knows mm-hmm. his role. He knows what he's doing, and he he just gets it. This does not feel like a big match to me in any means. You know, like it's not. This isn't the kind of um, match that's going to bring in lap spans or anything like you know, like a you know, yeah. Bad Bunny or or something. But it could be fun. And Lo- Logan Paul gets his role, and he knows what he's doing. And he's he's awesome at it. It's very um, yeah. It's. It, it's not going to steal the show. It's going to be everyone hates Logan Paul and they're going to see him get 619 and we're all going to cheer and then they're going to be done. And like, he probably gets a win. <laughs> they want that heel heat. That's fine too. Uh, speaking of heel heat, Edge comes out and I was like, you know, I love what he's doing, but then he has new music and I mm. can't stand him. I want to see clearly, Raj. Um, I don't like that I can't sing along to his music anymore. How dare he? That's the idea. <laughs> I like it. I love it. You took it too far. (laughs) You know, I'm, you know, it it sounded like a remix of CM Punk's theme when he came out uh, from ROH. But um, Mm. yeah, I thought it was cool. The whole time I was watching him, I was just kidding. On Uh, this day, I I, see clearly. I got a lot of shit last week for that, but I'm just kidding. Uh, I did think uh, that it was pretty cool i like that so edge and chris jericho those are two guys that are constantly reinventing themselves and and cm punk too he 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 would do that as well uh when he would turn heel he changes his hair he changes his look uh and you see edge doing it here and it was awesome i thought um i loved it yeah i mean he's been riding off the you know all the other all the things we know Edge for, he's been riding off that for you know two years now, and since he's returned, and uh, so now it's time. He's doing heel, full on heel, change it up, change the look. It's got it even has a little bit of a, a dark brood kind of feel, just the way he's dressing, and then and the entrance and the lights out. Um, yeah, you know, that's the idea, Jack. You're not supposed to be able to sing along and like the music. It is a pretty badass track. It's by the same band that did his Alter Bridge, track, right? Alter Bridge, yeah. So, um, you know, maybe we'll get Alter Bridge at WrestleMania finally playing Edge to the Ring. That'll be a great way to promote this this track from them. So. I like this. I thought this was great. I thought I thought Edge promo again uh, hit it hit it out of the park two weeks in a Ed, row. You're Ed right. I just hate it. He just shows it every time <laughs> he's out there. He gets it. So, sorry. Go ahead, Jack. <laughs> no, no. You're you're right. He, he this it was the right thing to change it, but kind of like with Sami Zayn, you had to change his music because it was too easy to get into. But uh, and now with and now with the Jericho Appreciation Society, he should get rid of Judas. He should not give people the satisfaction to sing along with Judas when he comes out. Mm. Same thing. If Sami Zayn's uh, theme right now, once you take out the beginning part where it's the oh, when, once it kicks in, I, I could not recognize it. You know, you know what I mean. Like it's just it sounds like everybody else. Ricochet too. Once they change his music, it just sounds like everyone else. I could not identify it. And uh, but you know, Edge, uh, Edge is picking wisely. Yeah, um, it was cool to see. Uh, we got a, a quick Veer promo. I'm sure we've talked about that already, but uh, oh, oh, you oh. have you have something new to add to Veer's promos? Oh, I, uh, they said he was coming. Yeah, he's still coming. So, 
This is he's officially this is the longest I add this. Oh, I know what you're gonna put up. I saw your tweet. Oh my god. <laughs> I was gonna say put the kids to bed if anybody throws the kids up right now. <laughs> put the kids away. How do I okay? So, do I go to share? I, I, I'm sounding uh, like my dad here. I could probably do this faster for you if you just hang on. Okay. All right, you do. Uh, just, what, we'll get back to beer in a minute. While you guys while you guys are talking, Jared Wilson in the chat says Steiner smashing a duck on Nitro backstage. LL. Uh he Steiner was just a treasure. We didn't know what we had. <laughs> he was uh we didn't yeah, you're absolutely right. We did not know what we had. Yeah. He was just <laughs> He was just something great. Um, while we're and looking, Sid Vicious, Sid Vicious, all the crazy stuff he would say, where I, having half the brains, and you know, <laughs> that was just freaking great. That made him. I and the the best part is that you could see on his face he knew he messed up, but there's nothing you can do. It's too. It's like because <laughs> if you try to like, well, what I meant to say was you just look worse. <laughs> Poor Sid Vicious. Or when he thought he screwed up, uh, and, and and he's like, oh, let's do it again. And Jim Ross goes, oh, we're live, pal. <laughs> we're live, pal. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sid, Sid was awesome. Sid Vicious was one of my. Favorite. I hope he's in the Hall of Fame, but he I, needs to be in person, and I'd love to yeah. see him do a nutty promo there for i loved his short little time in uh ecw too where uh judge jeff jones was managing him and he would just like come out and be like you're guilty or whatever and then your punishment is and then sid would come out and he was so big they had like the broken wall entrance way he was so big it looked like he was the one yeah. that broke it he, <laughs> he was like shaped like it but uh brian barry in the chat says edge has this taker vibe music fits him it's got the uh, purple Lighting, Justin, you got it. Yeah, I'm right. stall. I'm stalling for you. <laughs> I know we're waiting for you, brother. Jeez, <laughs> oh, he clearly is coming. <laughs> right? Oh, poor Veer. <laughs> he's coming. That looks like he's been for weeks. That's <laughs> for weeks. That's holding on for a while. <laughs> We need See, to be... if you're on the audio only, this is why you need to be watching the video. Yeah. You are so lost right now in the joke. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're on audio only, head over to YouTube real quick <laughs> and uh, forward up to hour 20. <laughs> uh, Tim Allen says, Edge has been healed plenty of times with that theme. Surprised they decided to change it now, but I like the new theme. Uh, well, now, is... now they have people who can do it very easy. This is what his fourth fourth entrance song that he's changed right yep um bianca belair beat dewdrop again kind of the same way she's beat her a, a bunch of times uh but becky comes out and beats up bianca takes out her throat so now she can't talk anymore uh and um she said something about her hair is next so raj are we getting like a hair versus hair thing Ooh. or is it just gonna be a like no one's allowed to talk thing with this any, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm reaching here. Anything you could pull away from this? No, I, I, I did think, um, Bianca versus Dewdrop, we've seen it a billion times, but every time they wrestle, they're great. They're, mm -hmm. they have chemistry. They have, uh, you know, uh, one of these days, uh, I could see that being a, a, a big feud. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, but I, I thought the match was great. Bianca, Whenever she does the uh, uh, her, her finisher, the KOD, the KOD on Dewdrop, it looks impressive as hell. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
Uh, and yeah. it is impressive. It's it is. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> and I think that uh, I think you know, yeah, Becky probably will try to come at Bianca with scissors or something, but yeah, I mean, they they can't do the hair versus at least not right now. Again, that's too much of Bianca's marketing and uh, you I mean, you you can threaten it to get heel heat, but you actually couldn't even dare to think that you're going to change that right now. Um, something that changed a little bit. We got RK bro versus the street profits. And I, this was my favorite part of the night was actually that promo. The, it started off as the celebration, but I love the fact that we've got these two groups, these two tag teams that have been goofy, kind of silly, but I like that. They got spicy. They got a little hot. They see, I like that. They were like, there's no friends in title matches. And I like that. They weren't buddy, buddy, but it got, got a little chippy. Uh, Justin, I feel like in one one night they've now made me interested in seeing Street Profits versus RK Bro and maybe Alpha Academy at the end there. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that they weren't all just sunshine and roses, baby facing with each other. That they get spicy in your words, but yeah, then we see like Alpha Academy. They had to get involved in this. You, Street Profits are you know a pretty over baby face team, and that's not you know that that's not they're not just falling off trees. So you don't want to mm-hmm. damage that and just have them turn heel for the sake of just this one mania match. So I think it is going to have to be a triple threat match. With Alpha Academy in there, they deserve to be on Mania too because Alpha Academy's just done such a phenomenal job. Uh, but it does show you, you know, when you really look at this, it does kind of really highlight and you know remind you how the lack of depth that WWE has in their tag division. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I do think that uh, Chad Gable, if you're if you're doing a top three MVP on Raw this year, he's up there yeah. mm-hmm. in that top three, maybe top two. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that. he's been one of the most important uh, entertaining parts of the show. He needs to be at WrestleMania. He needs to have a, a match. So, yeah, I, I, I like that they're putting him in. Him and Otis, Chad Gable is just uh, underappreciated sometimes. But he he's really kind of come into his own this year. And I think WWE recognizes it and they're going to pay it through. Yeah, definitely deserves to be a mania. Uh, David Montalvo in the chat says, Veer's picture, he didn't use Manscaped. Rest in peace, Chico. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like introducing a new spinoff product, Veer Chew. (laughs) Yeah, see, if you don't use Manscaped, that's the face you're going to have when things don't go according to plan. Um so we uh, that's got to be they they need to know they they have to know when you say someone's coming and put up that picture raj you won't change that picture to be your profile picture on twitter i've got to no. i have to now yeah <laughs> brian barry in the chat says there's a video on twitter of veer yelling at people in the gym to get out because it's past seven it's funny as hell huh? I have to check that out. Maybe he needs but, to have You know, Beer has walk. a Disney movie based on him. He does. How many people How do they can not say talk that? about that? I don't yeah. know why they don't say that. Like they're trying they, they work so hard to, it's funny they like, we want athletes, we want all this stuff. This guy has a Disney movie about him. Million then, Dollar Arm is based on Beer. It's uh I wouldn't put a pa- yeah, it was when he was a, a pitcher in the Pittsburgh Pirates system. I wouldn't put a pass if Vince doesn't know that. I really would not put it past if Vince is not aware of that. I bet you if he said Pittsburgh Pirates, he would not know what that <laughs> is. <laughs> I don't. See, I've never heard of that tag team. <laughs> uh, By the way, Russell Wilson. Not too too soon. Too Jack. soon. Too soon. 
I'm so I'm so upset about I'm so upset about it. The and whole, then, and then the skip I sent you was hilarious. The whole, the whole, the whole. I'm so, I'm so, I'm already over football for the next twenty years. Tom Brady's first. back, by the way. And, no. they, and they let go of Bobby Wagner, Jack. You're just crawling to a hole. You know, and the worst part, I'm calling out the Seahawks fans that have been like, you know, what? Well, we just need to trade that guy. He's a diva. We're gonna find out how hard it is to find a good quarterback very quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm so crabby, so upset. And Bobby Wagner too. I, that broke my heart. I'll give you Carson Wentz because the guy ain't gonna stay healthy. So that's that's my big pickup. That's my fear is that they're gonna get a Carson Wentz. And you're gonna well, you're not gonna get Carson. To be a Broncos we're, fan. My Commanders got the Carson Wentz, but I'll, I'll happily ship him over no. to you. Well, we're gonna get an equivalent that it's like, oh, he's okay, and then we're gonna be in purgatory for the next ten years. You're gonna see how it's felt since 2016. This is what uh, I've been dealing with. 2016, yeah, the, the Washington football team has been in quarterback hell for we traded away so many picks to get an RG3 and it falls apart and then Dwayne Haskin falls apart. This, this, you, yeah. You had Raj, you had Peyton Manning. Shut up. I don't want to hear any complaints. We did go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Brock One time Osweiler. we got killed in the first yeah. two minutes. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh who who beat you guys in the first two minutes? The Seahawks. <laughs> and oh, yeah. uh, you know what? It was because that song, uh, what was it called? Let her go. I have a, I believe that song bummed out the Broncos, <laughs> and that's why we lost. They were bummed out. <laughs> it's at the super like. Have you heard this song, man? It just makes me feel. It's, it's a bummer out. of a song. It's a Budweiser. It, it was. Uh, it was sad, and it cost us. The Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of costing us, something that cost me this whole episode of Monday Night Raw was the end of the show. That set Rollins, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. I feel bad because they actually had a pretty good. This is a pretty good match to end Monday Night Raw. But I think I speak for a lot of people. Maybe I worked myself, as they say. But I was waiting for the end the whole time to see what would happen if someone came out. And then it ended, and I saw that lower third, and I was like, "You're kidding me!" And then it was <laughs> over. Uh, any uh, Raj thoughts on the end of this match or the end of this show? Yeah, it was one of those things where you know, I, I lately I've I kind of keep my mouth shut with a lot of new stuff because if I don't get a second source, I, I'd rather just leave it be. But I did mm-hmm. hear from like three people that Cody wasn't no, no, like no one had seen Cody. So I felt confident putting it out there. Um, they clearly did not say uh, that Rollins or they, they, they did not move Rollins into someone else. So I've got to think that they're, they're still working on Cody and, and Rollins, but um, you know, at, at some point really, how big is Cody? Is he really, um, well, again, I think it, it happened in Jacksonville. It would have been, it would have gotten the ring. And we saw that there was, it would have been, yeah, tonight would have been the night. You know, I, I don't remember where they're at next week, but, um, but, but, you know, it's like, yeah, it, it, to Raj's point, they didn't, they didn't just quickly move Rollins somewhere else. So it's obviously waiting for this uh, reveal of an opponent. And I think that they probably started writing tonight's Raw with maybe the hope of, okay, we might have Cody. It might be an 11th hour thing. We get the deal done Monday afternoon and, and when we get him in there. Uh, or maybe they got it done, but they didn't have time to figure out what his music's going to be or what his graphics are going to be. And they just said, they said, all right, let's just wait another week. 
but yeah, it just felt. I mean, I again, we saw that super chat way back at the beginning of this podcast, and who was there? And I just, I could just sense, I could probably just guess that the entire crowd is just leaving. Like, this is just a huge waste. It was just deflated. I mean, if he shows up now, and this is uh, real quick. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry. Yeah, Jack. no, go ahead. But this is one of those cases where people are getting angry with WWE for something they never advertised. They never said that Cody was going to be there. They never said, uh, you know, to expect a big surprise. So that's on us, you know, or on, you know, expecting something. But that was where in WrestleMania season, that was a fart in church. Yeah. I mean, it it is. Don't worry. I I mean, I agree. It's a bit on me, too. But (laughs) it's uh, I mean, it's mostly on me. But I said, I'm wondering now if he shows up next week. Does do I care as much, or am I a little old? Am I already a little burned out on the the hype train? Like, I mean, I'd probably be excited no matter what, but I feel a little bit like now if he comes out of like finally, you know. <laughs> I think <laughs> once it happens, so it's gonna it's gonna be a big thing. Probably, I work myself up pretty easily. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's uh, also like it's also like how like again they we thought this was gonna be the final thing we saw like Cody coming out that we in Raw. You know, I guess it's how, like, you know, does Seth Rollins somehow get into the final main event segment next week? <laughs> like, I don't know what he has. To, I don't know what match he has to have next week. But, like, I guess it's how is it done? You know, or do they start hot and have Seth Rollins in the ring pitching and crying next week? And that's how we start. I mean, because they, they they do they like to start hot. They do like to have, you know, when Brock's there, they like Brock in the first, you know, they do like to start really hot. So I guess it's just a matter of also how is it done? You know, does it. How's it done? Yeah. I get the feeling it's not going to happen. No. Think so? What do you I'll, think? They... I'll, I'll, I'll bet. Uh, you want to bet some hair? No. Beard, beard no. versus beard. Labar. Oh, no, it, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen again. Beard the, versus beard. You should. You should feel confident. I do feel confident. Okay. Well, then, beard versus beard. You should be put all your, right. Put your baby face, and I don't have this. Put thing. your beard where your mouth is. Yeah. Well, I, I'm. I'm putting it up. I'm putting it up, man. Loser gets sh- loser shaves live on the podcast, courtesy of Manscaped. <laughs> their face, by the way. <laughs> beard versus beard. What do you mean their face? <laughs> Poor Veer. He's trying his Poor best. Veer. He's got a uh, Disney movie based on him, and he's... Uh, Brian Barry says HBO joke. Max will air the new <laughs> Batman on April 19th. Oh, I've heard oh, very shit. good things about that. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm I you know, I've that. always been, I've always been a little bit hesitant on whether or not I think Cody's going to show up. I, 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 I want him to, because it'd be different and interesting and exciting and shake things up. But I don't know. I just get this feeling. It just, I don't know. I, I don't get know. the feeling it's not going to happen. Not going to happen ever or not going to happen for mania. I don't think, I think he's going to show up either in new Japan or AEW. First. Mm. So what's the point of no return for WWE? At what point, like, is it is it next Sunday? Is it next Saturday? At what point, if you don't have him signed, you say, okay, now we need Seth to like call out the Undertaker, or <laughs> now we need Seth to like like what? What's your point of no return when you go to Plan B? I think they're happy with where they're at. They're mm. they've got look. This is one thing that's not really brought up, but WWE has about sixty thousand tickets sold each night. 120,000 tickets. They have never sold that many tickets in a weekend ever. And, uh, you know, I think they're fine with where they're at. I don't think they feel like they need 
I don't think they I don't think they think Cody is as big of a difference maker as a lot of people online do. No, but it goes back to what you yourself said earlier. It's a perception thing. Sure. You know? But I, I feel like they think they're so much bigger than AEW that they don't need it. So I, look, I I find it way more interesting for Cody to go to WWE than back to AEW as a story. And just, you know, when we, when we first saw the WWE versus AEW thing, I think that's kind of what we saw it as, is people going back and forth, as opposed to so far it's been one way. And, uh, you know, it, it would be great to see it both ways. But, I, you know, WWE at the same time, they are so corporate that if they don't see the, the monetary value, they're not going to overpay for Cody. Yeah, it does kind of go against everything they've been. Yeah, been I mean, they, they, they dropped Braun Strowman, they dropped Bray Wyatt. They're not going to overpay. Uh, Tim Allen in the chat asks, if Cody doesn't return, what do you think the plans are for Seth at WrestleMania? My, if it was me and I had to figure out something, I would have him come out, do the whole, like, I want to match. And then as easy as it is, just have Undertaker come out, choke slam and pin him and move on. Yeah. Cause you, you know, you need Taker to appear in front of the Dallas live audience uh, at mania itself. I still think it's, you know, I know, I know you're right, Raj. They never sold as many tickets in a weekend, but I still think it's a total waste. Again, we go back, just have Taker, have Taker's Hall of Fame induction be at Mania on one of the two nights. Have it be on night one. That would sell and move tickets, I think, versus people who are already paying for SmackDown are going to get it now as a freebie bonus. Like, it's just. I'm with you, man. I, I, I agree 100%. That was my original pitch was that they do Taker's Hall of Fame induction. But I think it should be clearly they're not doing that now. They've already announced it for SmackDown, but they need, I feel like they should say, Saturday night, Taker is going to be there giving his big speech. Yeah. And I, I kind of get the feeling that they're going to do that for Raw. Um, but yeah. yeah. Um, Social Justice Logic asks in the chat uh, last week before Mania, Rollins challenges Omos since they both want to be at Mania. LOL. You know who I think for Rollins if Cody doesn't happen? Braun Breaker. Mm. I think they could have an awesome match. It could build breaker make him a star change his name to rick rex steiner anyway yeah. they're not doing that he's gonna be braun breaker what, but wouldn't that be interesting though <laughs> embrace it but what, <laughs> embrace wouldn't that be, braun you don't have much time but you could do it in a video package you know seth was the first nxt champion bronze braun breaker's kind of this nxt ch- of, of, you know he was champion of this new brand i don't know i mean it's he wasn't champion for long but i don't know you there's some synergy there yeah and braun wins of course yeah people asking in the chat yeah. Yeah. Because Seth Rollins is bulletproof. He could lose six months straight, and you'd still be Seth Rollins, though. I did think that him losing the way he did at Elim- Elimination Chamber hurt him. I felt like he doesn't feel as big of a star because of that. Like, he feels kind of like a mid-carder after that. I but know. I think if you give him one or two big wins, I think he's right back there. Sure, yeah. You know? But I to your point, if he challenged uh, Roman Reigns now, I'd say, no way. Yeah, not happening. But if you if you haven't beat a couple big fellas, then I think he's right back there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that does it. And we got we got through it all. We we got through everything today. We got through the WWE Monday Night Raw. Um, thank you everyone in the chat: Joseph Boza, Sergio, King Kia, eight six four, Jones Season, uh, Michael Azell, everyone. Thank you so much for being in the chat. Um, 
do you guys have anything to add? Raj, what, what's going on with Wrestling Inc., by the way? The at Wrestling Inc., I should say. We're back, baby. <laughs> yes. Baby. You can't <laughs> you cannot stop the army of lawyers employed by Raj Geary. Yeah. The army of faceless lawyers that just go in there and handle the law and get it things done. Uh, just a, a team of suits. It's a team of them. <laughs> Filling as far as the eye can see. <laughs> no, thank you guys so much. Uh, and yes, get, we got our Twitter account back. We're back. Uh, and I have a PS5 that I have not played once. There's a free game, Astro something. I tried it. I didn't care. Uh, so I'm going to give it away. So stay tuned. Wrestling Inc. I'm going to do a giveaway. I'm going to shamelessly try to get, try to win it. Even you though I'm, I'm, can't, not, I can't, I'm not going to win it. have you win it. So don't even bother. Uh, oh, I'll <laughs> bother. <yes>, retweet it. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. And Brian Barry in the chat says Rollins challenges for the IC title. Yeah. Uh, mm. uh, and then. Was that uh, a super chat? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, sorry. Sorry, Brian. Um, and uh, so. Raj at Raj Geary underscore three zero three at Wrestling Inc. Of course, follow at Wrestling Inc. for all the news. And as you heard, Raj likes to get double verification on things. What's nice about Wrestling Inc. is when you see the news, you know it's not just willy nilly posted. It's been verified. That's what's great about Wrestling Inc. Uh, but also, we got a, a uh, NXT after show tomorrow. We've got a AEW after show on Wednesday. We've got the Pop Culture show on Thursday. We've got and. The- a week from Thursday, big CSR reunion. A big yeah. CSR reunion on uh, a week from Thursday. Can I can I end with the hype video? Can we end, can we go out, can we go out with that? Yeah. So, uh, week from Thursday, March twenty fourth. Uh, it's been since twenty eighteen since we did any bit of a chair shot rally. We're gonna do it for the first time ever live, 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 live. So no matter where you are, everybody can consume it all at once. We're really excited for it. Um, March twenty fourth again to be live on the Wrestling Inc. Uh, channels all across the way, and we will end you with this. Chair shot reality. Chair shot reality for one night comes back. Be live. Oh my god. It's gonna be so bad that it's good. <laughs> I was rocking out to that music. That was great. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, everyone definitely tune into that. Uh, follow, make sure to check that a week from Thursday. That's going to be live. Tune into that. And of course, all the other wrestling Inc. stuff. Uh, and follow at Justin Labar for more of that, as well as me at Real Jack Farmer. You can follow me for all sorts of stuff as well. That does it for us, guys. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.